0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever Tech Educators Podcast, the podcast designed for educators who use technology to enhance the lives of their students and affect change in their classrooms. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and I'm one of the hosts of the Tech Educators Podcast, and I'd like to start off our very first show by introducing our other co-hosts for the evening. From California, I want to introduce our good friend Sam Patterson. Sam, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great, Jeff. Glad to be here talking about tech implementation in the classroom.
0: Talk to us a little bit about yourself, Sam.
1: I'm a ninth grade English teacher at a very small private school. We have 155 kids, grades 9 through 12, and I have a lot of opportunity to innovate in my classroom, so I like to share that experience.
0: Excellent. And you also were very big on the um, Twitter chat scene. Talk to us a little bit about some of the stuff that you do on Tuesday nights.
1: On Tuesdays, we've got our Patui group that meets on Tuesday nights to discuss all kinds of issues around tech implementation in education. Last week, we were talking about collaboration. This week, it's flipped class instruction. And the following week, it's, uh, wait for it, puppets. 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 a
0: great topic. We are certainly going to look forward to hearing from you each and every week about your Patui chats and about your Puppets want to welcome our another co-host from the great state of Texas, Mr. John Samuelson. John, how are you today? Oh, hey, I'm fine. How are you doing? I thought you were
2: going to go to Jeff first. No. Oh, okay. I was waiting no, the great state not. of Texas. I'm not sure. Uh, I thought I was going great state of Illinois, my home okay. state. <laughs>
0: John, talk to us about yourself.
2: Well, I am currently now, I was teaching the classroom for 17 years until I got out and I broke free and now I'm a Tech specialist for the Eanes School District, where we have one to one iPads for the entire district at the end of February. Nice. So so that's where I consider myself more of an expert in the technology field.
0: And talk to us about some of the other technology. You on Twitter call yourself iPad Sammy.
2: Yes, that's yes. Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, that's what I have now. Uh, Everybody just calls me Sammy and doesn't really even call me by my name anymore, which is John, but uh, just to remind people. But um, we have a lot of things going on, and I'm getting ready to go to uh, the TCA, which is our big Texas State Conference this week, and it's a week long, if you can believe that. So we're ready to go, and I'm doing Google Academy tomorrow, so I'm pumped for it.
0: And you just were at FETC, and we're going to look forward to hearing about all the great stuff that was happening in Florida somewhere later in this show. Yes, I was. want to introduce our last co-host for this show, Mr. Jeff Herb from InstructionalTechTalk.com. How are you today, Jeff?
3: I'm doing very well, Jeff. It's good to be with everyone here today.
0: And uh, as John pointed, you're from the great state of Illinois. You know it. Talk to us a little bit about what you do out there.
3: Uh, right now, I'm an administrator at a high school, and I taught English and was a instructional technology director uh, for several years before that. Uh, I oversaw some implementations of one to one programs in our building using iPads, and that whole process kind of got me started with my instructional technology website, instructionaltechtalk.com, that you mentioned just a minute ago. Um, and that's kind of spiraled into a couple of different things like the instructional tech talk podcast i started and something new i'm doing the weekly challenge that just features a new instructional tech challenge each week so having a lot of fun with a lot of things instructional tech and uh, looking forward to being and working on this show
0: nice and of course my name is jeff bradbury and i am the co-host of the teacher cast podcasting network and uh also, a teacher in new jersey and uh, let 's talk a little bit about what this podcast is going to be about and and why we have decided to come together an hour before the Super Bowl and record our first show. <laughs> um, we have been talking uh, Jeff Free and, game. And, yes, exactly Jeff and John and Sam and I have been talking for the last couple of weeks about putting together a podcast simply for the technology educators, people out there who are using tech and really are trying to figure out where to go with things and You know, the neat part about the group that we have assembled here is that we're all podcasters. We all have a little spin to how we do things, and I think it's going to be a good show. Um, Jeff, why don't you talk a little bit about some of the great things that we have coming up here?
3: Well, uh, I'm excited to be able to go through some of the news items that we're going to be talking about. I think the way that our show will be uh, structured is that we'll talk about kind of new things that have happened in the previous week when we're recording the show, whether it be articles that we've read about or new things that have been released by different companies that will help uh, all of us in the classroom. We're going to be able to get through some discussion points, uh, talking about maybe some Twitter chats that are going on, some topics for those chats, uh, the different conferences that any of us have been to and what we were able to learn from that and kind of get some feedback from each other and share that with all of you as well. Um, about what we learned at some of those conferences. And then one of my favorite sections is that we're going to be able to share some of our favorite apps that we found for either iOS or Android devices to be able to uh, give you some more tools to use in your classroom with your students. So it's going to follow a fairly consistent routine, I think, where we kind of hit some news, talk about some discussion pieces, and then kind of close out with some of our favorite apps as well.
0: Right. And my favorite part of this whole podcast so far is by throwing it to my co-hosts and asking them to improvise on a given topic. Thank you very much for that, Jeff.
3: Anytime.
0: (laughs) So let's talk about some of the educational news going on. Uh, We recently had a mega weekend of educational conferences. We had FETC happening down in Florida, and in Atlantic City, I attended Texpo. And John, you were recently at FETC, weren't you? I was. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well,
2: I have to say it was a lot of drinking going on for me, first of all, uh, which I found very enjoyable um, because I have four kids and I usually don't get out that much. But FETC was very interesting. There were some really good educators there. I went to the tweet up the first night. There was Tom Whitby, Steven Anderson. There, there was just a ton of people there that we got to talk to, and I don't know why we decided on the TGI Fridays – to go oh, to wow. out of all things, but that's what we decided. Next time, I feel like we should decide on somewhere a little bit more Orlando-ish or something like that. Disney World, Disney World, something. But uh, you know, I think that one of the things I talked to a lot of great people there, and I was on the I was on the floor a lot, the vendor floor, and uh, we did a poster session from the vendor floor. Tech chef for you and I, and um, we just talked about activities, ways to use your iPad creatively. So I feel like there's a lot of good people there. But the what I have to say if they're listening the one major complaint was the wi-fi was just unbelievably bad if i can be negative for once i'm usually pretty positive but the wi-fi was so bad i can't i don't think it can be ignored that they need to do something for that next year and hire an individual company because that orlando convention center is huge but their their wi-fi was not working very well and it was frustrating to a lot of people
0: so we've started off the podcast already by suggesting that educators need to meet in disney world to go drinking Mm-hmm. And also, we've complained about the Wi-Fi. That's that's a great way to start the podcast.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I just felt like it has to be, has to be said because um, that oh. that was a, a lot on a lot of people's mind. I, I don't. If we have a conference where you know there's going to be people with at least two devices going around, you need to have some strong Wi-Fi going around or make some modifications to the the building's current Wi-Fi.
0: Well, it's interesting that you say that. I've spent the week in Atlantic City at Texpo, and Texpo is really the, the large, um, it's put on by the New Jersey State Administrators Association, and it's, it's, the, it's the year's largest, um, you know, tech convention, and I was there with our new teacher cast broadcasting mega station. and I think every time I say that, guys, I'm going to have a big thunderous clap or something like that, we're going to have lightning bolts or something like that, I should, well, that's appropriate. I should, but we, we get there on, well, this is all in post. <laughs> we get there, and as soon as people start to come in, literally the Wi Fi shuts down. And I'm trying to do broadcasting through the TeacherCast International Broadcasting Mega Station. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. And there was no Wi Fi. And I called security.
1: <laughs>
0: and, um, oh God, finger puppets. And so. <laughs> Literally, they had to go investigate the situation, and when they came back, they told me that somebody had kicked the plug, and they unplugged the router. Woohoo! Oh, Now, wow. this, was, this was at a hotel and casino, and they shut the Wi-Fi down. Now, I'm not sure if this happened—I guess it would have had to have happened, but in the middle of the, of the convention, Twitter shut down as well. So there you are at FETC with no Twitter, and you're at Atlantic City at a big tech convention, and there's no social media happening. People actually had to communicate with each other in the same room.
3: Oh, boy. What are you going to do? Gosh, and these, I,
0: I know. I was so these lost. these all administrators. <laughs> <laughs> but talk to us a little bit about some of the stuff at FETC. What were the sessions like? What were the people like? Um, did you see any dwarves running around? How was the probably ride? <laughs>
2: We, um, it was really good. You know, Adam Bella was there, and he was one of the keynotes. And Leslie Fisher, and they were they were the opening keynote, and they just went over some of their. They almost went to like a, a smackdown of sorts, and they were just throwing out tons of good tons of good things. Um, the one that I think that I when I talked to Leslie Fisher, and I saw I actually talked with her in New Orleans too at the Lakeview Conference, was she really likes this infused learning. And um, infused learning seems like something that if you're if you like creative and uh, just getting some feedback, um, infused learning looks like a really good website to try out. I, I would say because Leslie really likes it. I tried it out. I really like it too. I think it's really good. You can you don't have to pre-make anything. You can kind of do it on the fly. It's very it's very it's definitely worth checking out for all grade levels. I'd say and that was my one that was my one big takeaway from from there right now and then the other i guess the other website that i'm really looking at that i found there is this one and you i don't know maybe i'm late to the game on this one but it's these this um snack tools have you guys heard of the snack tools no Okay so so snack tools I just I just made one for um my podcast uh Techlandia and you can down if you have your content you can make it into a cool little player from the snack tools and you can make players from Playlist that you have, you could embed. Um, you can switch to a different tool, and you can uh, show create um, presentations. Flip. You can make flipbooks. It's all, it's got all kinds of possibilities. And right before we came on, I was really looking at the premium stuff because I liked it so much. And it even says you can create websites with it.
3: Yeah, I'm looking at the website right now. It looks really cool.
2: It's, re- I mean, it's super cool. I, that's what I always think is neat about a conference. And I got that just by talking to someone that talking. was just walking around the convention floor. I know. And it was face-to-face talk, Jeff. It wasn't even on Twitter or anything like that. I was actually talking to people face-to-face. Well, what was and, the hashtag uh, you were using? <laughs> yeah, Can- we did. We, we hashtagged that uh, random uh, morsel of uh, greatness, I think. So... Um, But I I really think that Snack Tools and Infused Learning are going to be my two takeaways from FETC, besides just meeting great people like Christina Peters was there from Nebraska. And I always like meeting the Twitter people face-to-face that you talk to all the time.
3: What have you made from Snack Tools for your page?
2: Okay, so the only thing that I've made so far from Snack Tools is I took all – I went to the podcast one where you can make the playlist, and I uploaded all. All of my podcasts into this cool little player, and then I actually just put it onto my Facebook iPad Sammy page, and uh, it looked pretty good when I did it. And and you can tweet it out. You can pin it to Pinterest. There's a whole bunch of things you can do with them. And that that was just the one little part that I've tried so far, and it cooked me enough where I was thinking premium membership, premium membership. What else can I do? Because it looks like there's a lot... I, I was playing around with the Flipbook also. Nice. The Flipbook, you can upload PDFs, and it's got some great stuff.
0: Well, So I we think it's
2: definitely a checkout.
0: Certainly look forward to hearing more about SnackTools.com um, in future episodes here when you guys play with it. I have to check this thing out myself. This looks pretty, pretty, pretty neat. I know at Texpo we had a lot of great presentations. There is a huge group of us that basically follow the NJED or the NJED hashtag and... We spent the week budding around and doing dinner and parties and had a great time walking on the boardwalk. And I uh, want to give shouts out to our good friends Bill Krakauer, Dana Sorodiak, and Diana Potts and Alyssa Malaspina. They had a great time. They were doing, I think, between all of them, they probably did about eight presentations. Wow. Um, my presentation at 2.30 was... Packed. We had over 70 people in the room where I unveiled some of the great new things happening at TeacherCast and also our brand new social network called JerseyEducation.com and uh, talked a little bit about this podcast that we were working on here. So trying to get things out there and uh, it was a great time. So if you out there have some professional development courses that you guys have been taking we would certainly love to hear from it you can reach out i think the email right now is going to be info at the tech is what we have and of course we'll have all of our show notes and stuff up there at our website to be named later i think it is so let's move on to our next topic jeff you had mentioned that you saw an, an article on the huffington post about finding the right interactive balance what was that all about
3: yeah, it was actually a really interesting article I came across. I think someone tweeted it out, and I scooped it up like everything I find. Um, but there's going to be a link to it in the show notes once they finally get uh, put up. But it was really interesting because it was talking about the striking the right interactive balance, and that was the name of the article. And so often do we keep coming up with ways to make our lessons interactive. It was actually more geared towards collegiate level, but it totally applies to what we're doing in K-12 as well. Um, You know, there's just a section that I kind of want to read out loud and kind of gauge people's reaction. Uh, While there is no ignoring the power and attraction of teaching through the Internet, probably half the world's nations do not trust online courses, accept them, or even understand them. And, you know, that kind of stuck with me because I don't think it's just other nations. I think it's probably teachers in the classroom next to yours as well. And so, you know, what do you guys think are ways to get around that? And how can you try and convince other teachers and your, even your administrators that don't get it, that like a flipped classroom scenario works or, you know, ways that you can implement interactivity through the internet will work at a certain level. Uh, do you guys have any feedback on how that looks and what ways you can you know, help convince others that that's the way, right way to go?
0: I think it's going to be very easy to change some people, but I also think it's going to be trying to bleed a rock. And I'll just use the example of over the weekend. I talked to a lot of superintendents who were interested and willing to learn about Twitter and were coming to these different sessions and were joining me at the TeacherCast International Global Superstar-like Broadcasting Megastation. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> but Shh. I had one superintendent come up, and he had to be in his mid-50s. And I said, would you like to come on and we can do a show and look, we're live broadcasting. And he looked at me and he smiled and said, no, 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 you'll never get me on one of those things. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want the video to go viral or anything like that. What? (laughs) And I kind of walked away with that. I didn't say anything. I was actually kind (laughs) of nice. But I just thought this is somebody who is representing a school district. And people are hiring this person to be the face and the promotional engine for this school district. And he doesn't want to show his face on something that's going to be promoting the stuff that he's doing in his school district i just huh. thought it was really really odd and if we can't get people like that to come out onto the teacher cast intergalactic interplanetary uh broadcasting mega station
2: <laughs> is that not good enough sound effect i'm sorry i
0: was expecting a llama to happen actually <laughs>
2: yeah, no, been did. they're the pretty quiet <laughs> um, that's been me the whole time that hasn't been sam sam's yeah been no quiet
0: <laughs> but but seriously i i, I do think it's going to be hard to change everybody what do you think sam
1: Well, you know, I think that, of course, it's going to be hard to change everybody, but it happens, you know, one conversation at a time. I am doing some flipped classroom, using some flipped classroom tools to change the way I respond to student writing in my classroom, and I've been screencasting my response to their paper and emailing it to them. And by talking through that process with the teachers around me, they begin to see how that tool can be used in a way that's responsible and supports learning like. They, uh, you know, like they, they think it should happen. So how it's going to change, you know, I think you're always going to have a late adopter who's going to be just like your, your older superintendent, you know, at the conference saying, you'll never get me on one of those crazy things. I'm sticking with the bicycle. Hmm. Um, but, you know, slowly people, when they see the value, begin to look at the tool for more than what they misunderstand it to be.
3: Yeah, John, I'm interested to hear what you have to say, having done a full one to one implementation, especially with teachers that I'm sure were kind of hesitant at first to give every kid an iPad.
2: It's been, um, you know, it, it's hard because I think that there are some people that weren't on board with it at first. And I think that you just, we did it slow at first, we did first and fourth grade. Complete one-to-one. And I think that once they started to see that the teachers weren't as stressed out as, out as they thought they were, and they saw some of the projects that came out of it, and then they see, like, slowly we started bringing them in, so then each grade level would have, like, a class set that they could check out. And I think that that was really kind of the slow way ways helped out a lot because... I think the teachers realize the kids really like them. And, I mean, how, if, if you're a teacher that denies your kids something that they really enjoy, then I think that you need to find another profession, I mean, to be quite honest. And I, I go in there and try and help them as much as possible. And they keep thinking there's going to be a lot of instruction, like a lot of front instruction that they need to know everything about an app or anything, everything that that every problem that will, you know, could arise. And I just tell them you don't need to – you need to let them explore the iPad. And I I, I did a a little keynote presentation with a third-grade class this week where they were doing just making um, their vocabulary words from geometry into a keynote. And we went through and they had a flip book and we just made the flip book kind of into a keynote. And it didn't take very long at all. And I think the teachers were shocked at how little instruction I gave them. And we just kind of let them explore on their own. And eventually we let them ask questions and they got, they got there. And I think the more cool projects that people see, the harder it is for people to deny it. I think that that's really the way we've kind of gone about it.
3: Yeah, I completely agree. And, I mean, you can agree or disagree with this. But that's one of the reasons I love iOS devices is because the teacher can really focus on what they want the kids to get out of whatever they're doing and kind of turn over an app and say, here's the app that I want you to use, and the kid will figure out the app. It's, I mean, 99% of the apps in the App Store are very intuitive to the point that, you know, the teacher can focus on the content and what uh, learning outcomes they want to achieve and kind of turn over the learning of the app to the kid.
2: So I, yeah, I, mean, I know and I think that that's I think that that's one of the hardest things to understand until they actually see it happening in the classroom. You can say that and I don't think they believe you, but then once you go in there, it's been amazing. We've gotten just we're we're not completely one to one yet, but we've shifted where we're we're close. And the teachers have been asking me more and more to come in and just do a lesson. And I think they're surprised. I'm, I'm always there to kind of back up. Like if, um, let's say, they don't allow an app to access their photos, and then all of a sudden they can't access their photos. And so they're freaking out, and the teacher, you know, freaks out <laughs> freaks out with them. But uh, I just say, nope, you know what? That's a simple one. You go settings, privacy, photos, and you just didn't do that. So now you know how to fix it next time and i really just kind of keep trying. you know one of the the teacher that i helped this week came in and said oh man ipad 18 is completely fried it's not working at all and and i just kind of looked at her and i said oh really that's really interesting kind of like that actually and then i just held down the power button and the home button for about 15 seconds and then i turned on my like wow look at that it works and she she just looked at me and started shaking her head okay. i said i said you you've, i said you'll learn this stuff i said you just hold down these two buttons that, you know For 15 seconds, it'll eventually reset and come back on. And she's like, "Oh, that's easy." I said, "It is easy, and you'll you'll learn all these tricks as we go along." And I think that that eases their, um, you know, their frustration level or their, you know, whatever um, hesitation they have to use the device.
3: Yeah. And I think that kind of highlights what's really important with initial PD, you know, is making sure that you're not slamming apps down teachers' throats when you get these devices. It's, here, let me show you the simple ways to troubleshoot what may go wrong in the classroom because you have a lesson plan for 30 kids to do something and one of those iPads goes down. And it's as simple as a fifteen-second fix by pressing two buttons, and it fires back up. You know that's that's the lifesaver. The, you know they can figure out apps as they go, but it's right. little troubleshooting things that'll save their save their butts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and just that that base level of user competence. That comes from working through something that is their own idea, you know you can walk them through any as many different tutorials as you want, but you know they're they're students until you have them doing something that is something they want to do on it, they're not going to really be internalizing the skills
3: Yeah, right. true, yeah,
2: I
0: definitely think that's true. good stuff nice.
3: Where are we going next?
0: Well, there was a rumor. Actually, there was an article that came out recently that was saying that 250,000 Twitter accounts are actually now deemed to be fake. <laughs> Have oh. you guys caught that one?
2: <clears throat> I got the one where it was. they said they were hacked, and then I kept getting the... The, my favorite uh, direct message: Hey, have you seen what this person's saying about you, or have you seen this picture of you? So I got a lot of those after I saw the the two hundred fifty thousand um, come through came through on my uh, feed. But um, that's about that's about all I saw. And then I knew that it was down at FETC. I didn't realize it was down everywhere.
0: It was down but, everywhere. But yeah, that
2: makes sense. Oh, that's horrible.
0: Now they're saying five hundred million Twitter accounts are out there. If two hundred fifty thousand are fake. That's not a lot. What do they mean by fake? I guess they're um, companies or people that create false accounts for advertising purposes or for spamming purposes. Okay. Oh, wow.
2: Well, here, can I give you one? I know one that's fake. Can I, can I throw in a little tech landy for you? Sure. Uh, I've heard that the at Arnie Duncan count is completely fake, and he doesn't even know what Twitter is. It's just his intern. So does that count as a fake account? Well, I think it's got a real person behind it, so it's real. I mean, <laughs> that's hilarious. yeah. That's it. I it don't is know. Hilarious. Is is he real though? Is he real, or is he just playing basketball? I don't know. I don't know. Does a real yeah. person just play basketball all the time? Who knows? Questions we'll need to you delve love into. I do that's love. Martin the Duncan. only time we pay attention to him is when he's playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> he is very good.
0: Sam, you had a a, a topic to bring up about PBL and technology training.
1: Yeah. So I'm. Uh, one of these crazy people who tries things out with their students on the fly. And um, this really? week, yeah, it's exciting. It's I call it innovation. Some people call it procrastination, disorganization, but I think they're haters. Um, <laughs> so if I don't do my lesson plans tonight, that's called teaching on the fly? Um, you're actually being responsive. It's responsive pedagogy. You're not planning <laughs> okay. ahead of time. Can you write and, me a
0: letter tomorrow morning?
1: <laughs> I, I, I've got. I, I almost have one done. I swear. Um, so so yeah. What the kids in, in my English class are doing now—they just found out—is they're going to be creating a feature-length puppet movie of Julius Caesar. And in the process, I'm going to teach many of them how to green screen with iMovie, green screen with Ustream, um, do post-production on video. Uh, build puppets, and there's probably about 25 other tech things that I haven't yet anticipated that I'll have to teach them how to do. And I'm wondering what the group experience is when you're doing something like this. How much do you front load the skills and how much do you essentially build tutorials that they can use as they need them and just let them you know, essentially self-pace on the training as needed?
0: I, I have no experience with finger puppets. So I'm going to let everybody else talk about this. More of a tech question, Jeff. <laughs> I have to say, I'm I'm kind of
2: I, I wish I had you as my administrator, Sam. But that I mean, that's kind of because you you and I would understand each other. But um, I really think that um, if you get in there and you just show them, you, you know, say this is the learning outcome. Here's your goal. Here's the tools you're going to use. And just kind of let them go for it, and and try and get there many different ways. I think that that's the when the best learning occurs. So I, I try and help them along the way, but um, I don't know. I, I feel like you. Do, I don't. I try and leave it as open as possible so that that um, they can. It's more individualized, I guess.
3: Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, when I was in the classroom, I always liked having just standard. I mean, it's standards based learning, but um, right having specific outcomes but not really saying that you have to do it in the form of a poster and it has to be you know four feet by two feet and blah 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 i mean they could use whatever app they want whatever website they could find to be able to demonstrate that they understand the content and if they're able to do that then i don't care how they got to that point point. And I think that's what made it so fun is that everyone's looked different and they didn't hate standing up there and showing everyone what they did because it wasn't just a cookie cutter of everyone else's project.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. I think you need to show what it could be, but I don't think you have to show what it needs to be. I mean, if, when I do my project, sometimes they do Prezi, sometimes they do Keynote, sometimes they do you name it. Um, but at least if you say, here are the tools that I would like you to use, and here's the expectations of when the due dates are. And I would even maybe go as far as to say, All right, by Tuesday you need to be here and by Thursday you need to be here. Let them run with it. Assuming that they're the type of kids that, that, are, you know, that are able to run with it. Like I know, for instance, I've had classes where if I said, all right, you have three weeks to do the assignment, they'll come back the day before it's due and still ask me what the assignment was.
3: Right. No, that's very true. I mean, you have to know yeah. your classroom too.
0: So we're certainly interested in hearing how your projects are going, Sam.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll keep you filled in as we go. So I just showed them a quick two-minute video that's in the style that I want them to eventually produce this whole thing in and gave them a sense of what the different jobs are. Uh, On Monday, we're probably going to roll out the different work units and get people to sign up for jobs and groups and... Probably we've got these Evernote accounts, and I'm thinking that it, that would be a good place to run the logistics for this. So we'll see.
0: That's not a bad idea.
3: Yeah, that's cool. Let us know how it goes.
0: Yeah, we'll do. Well, you, you know, we are about 20 minutes before the kickoff starts here. Of uh, I think we can officially call it the big game. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't think we can actually say the words here. But uh, any any predictions from you, um, uh, John? Any predictions from you of who's going to win the game?
2: Okay, so I, I've been saying, and uh, it's been confirmed from a source. I, I got this before Phil Steele made his prediction. I was saying 49ers by six, either 23 to 17 or 26 to 20. Jeff?
3: I like it. Yeah, I was going to stick with the 49ers as well. I'm uh, originally from Cleveland, so they hate the Ravens. So. <laughs> uh, going, going with uh, 49ers, even though I think they're going to win anyway. I have that animosity.
0: <laughs> and, uh, Sam, who's out there in California?
1: Uh, you know, I'm going to have to say 49ers. It's an obligation um, being out here. And there's also the issue of the Ravens. Maybe I didn't pay enough
2: attention to football, but have they always been a team? Somebody made them up. No, they're made. They moved from Cleveland. That's what Jeff was saying. They yep. they were they used to be the Cleveland Browns, Art but then oh, they, they've redone the Cleveland Browns since then. The
1: Browns became the Ravens. That yes. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I still don't like
3: them, and everyone hated Art model and it went down in infamy.
1: <laughs> wow! Nice. Yeah. Even more so than the Burning River,
3: right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Some may say so.
0: <laughs> I I I'm not sure who actually I'm going for at this game. I would. I, I've always kind of been a closet 49ers fan, back to the Joe Montana days. And, and I'm a big David Akers fan, being a Philly guy. And I would love to see David Akers retire with the ring on his finger. But I've always also been a big Jim Harba- Harbaugh fan, since he was our special teams coordinator. And uh, Joe Flacco is from the University of Delaware, and they, so he's got some Philadelphia ties. So I think the 49ers are going to win, but I'm kind of hoping that the Ravens squeak it out and... That's kind of my my on the line right there. Can I I get away from just being on the fence right there? Yeah, that's fine. That was a pretty good political answer. I have to say, too, that I I will give a
2: shout-out then. Uh, My Eanes school district would be uh, mad at me if I didn't give a shout-out that uh, Justin Tucker is a graduate of the one high school in my district, Westlake High School. <laughs> oh, and wow. so, is, so is Drew Brees, who's probably the honorary host of the Super Bowl. But we have Drew Brees and we have Justin Tucker in the NFL right now. So oh,
3: That's pretty
0: cool. So yeah, let's make sure it. that somebody in our show notes puts down their predictions. Yeah.
2: Okay. And so, yeah. so that yeah. way
0: next week, um, you know, probably when the Ravens win, we can all –
2: when the Ravens win by 35 we can all look like geniuses. That's right. <laughs>
0: 35 to 3 it'll be it'll be just David Acres kicking the field goals. <laughs> um
3: the show notes
0: you know we have a lot of stuff that we had planned on talking about but since the game is going to be starting soon and we definitely want to catch that national anthem um next week we will certainly be talking about differences between using apples and pc in the classroom um buying an ipad or buying an ipad mini jeff i know you wanted to talk a little bit about using google drive and and i found something out that we can talk about next week that i was really upset about which is you can create a google document on your google app On your iPad but you can't do a Google presentation
3: that's correct
0: and uh, I was just sitting on the couch trying to do a presentation and get away from the computer and I realized I can't do it so we'll have a little rant about that next week I'll also be talking about my trip to the chiropractic society and a little little presentation I'm doing next week of how to teach your chiropractor how to use social media Um, we'll also be facing (laughs) some Apple rumors and Sam will have a great update on uh, finger puppets I'm sure
2: Yes. Hey, did you hear, uh, Jeff? Did you hear that uh, when you teach the chiropractors, don't tell them it's a pain in the back. Oh. Right.
3: <laughs> For that show, awesome.
0: Let's just go around the horn, and uh, one of the things that I know we had talked about doing on every show um, is is doing a little app spotlight and doing a little app roundup. So uh, just give me the two apps that you're using right now. Maybe give me one for for school, for business, and then maybe what's your uh, your pleasure app of the week. So Sam, let's talk talk to you. What's what what's what are you what are you using today? What I'm using today. A
1: student went to was at MacWorld yesterday and was talking to somebody about Moxtra. And that seems to be a uh, digital binder app that's designed for the tablet interface. So I'm playing around with that, seeing how I can use that to annotate different pieces of media and then share them. Um, And what else is there? I don't know. I think I downloaded about eight different camera-related things yesterday. Oh, no. Here, we'll call this one out. Temple Run 2. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, Are you comfortable
0: it, using Temple Run on your iPad, or is it just me? I can't do it on my iPad.
1: Um, I, it's the only interface I've seen it on, and I've just played it once, and it may have been after the ukulele practice on Friday night, so it's hard to tell.
0: <laughs> I, I just have a hard time doing it with, with more than one hand. It's mm. just really, really, because it's just moving so quickly, and I get mesmerized on the iPad 4 screen with, with the retina to graphics. It, it just looks beautiful. Um, oh, Jeff. First world problems. Yeah, I, uh, I wish I had the iPad four. Well, <laughs> you know Thanks, when Jeff. you're sitting there at the TeacherCast Mega Broadcasting Center. There you go. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna up the value here for 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 show number two. Jeff, what are your two apps for the week?
3: Uh, one for work is my Notability app. Love that app. Uh, we've gone so far as to put it on all of our iPads in our one to one implementation. It's great for note-taking, annotating PDFs, um, something I use every day. And I know the kids have got grown to love it as well. It syncs with Dropbox, Google Drive, all those great things. Um, this has been, it's really powerful, good stuff. Check it out. Um, personal one, I'm actually going to use an app that finds apps. Um, it's the App Gratis app. And, uh, I love it because it features a new app each day that is usually a paid for app, but it's for free just for the day. Um, I've been able to find a lot of great stuff that I've been able to use for, uh, different presentations I've done and, uh, professional development and just, you know, personal stuff like editing pictures and, and a bunch of cool things. So, uh, it's just app gratis, G-R-A-T-I-S, and it will feature a new app every day that's for free. Nice. It's pretty cool.
0: And, uh, John, what are you using today? Um, all right,
2: so I really liked – I was harassing people at FETC with the, the Vine app from Twitter where you can make the six-second videos. And all you do is point the – it's kind of almost like making a GIF file. But so you just point it at them. You can stop it. And as long as you hold your finger down, it will tape for that six seconds. And so you can do it like a little stop then another little pause then another little pause then bam it goes right onto twitter and it's really interesting so i like the vine app a lot more than i thought i would and i heard it was i heard it was acting as we say in the business a little wonky at first but i've had nothing but it's been nothing but fine for me
0: does wonky need a sound effect
2: yeah we we should get a wonky sound effect that would be good nice and um, I don't know. For I mean, I'm, st- I'm still going to go with one that we, we talked about on Techlandia yesterday. And I think that this title FX, which is just title and then FX all together it's really good for typography and it has a bunch of different options on there and you don't have to put them straight you can put them at an angle if you want to the words that you're that are on there i took a picture of uh with uh i actually just pr- almost accosted dean Choresky at the uh, canadian tweet up right before we went to the fetc tweet up and i got my picture with him. and so then i tried to put a little at Cheresky and at ipad sammy on there so that's what that's what i did but um it was pretty it was pretty cool so uh, i like that one title fx
0: we will certainly make sure that uh, we will combine all these forces and put everything in the show notes I guess my two apps, I always like Teacher's Assistant Pro. It is a great app for both your iPhone, iPad, and they just came out with a desktop model that they're working on. And it is a behavior app. Um, You can help your students um, with behaviors. You can chart good behaviors, bad behaviors. You can contact parents. Lots of good stuff. They had just kind of released their desktop application, and it is really looking hot. And my business app for the week is Prospect Snap. Which, if you're into email marketing or have an AWeber or MailChimp or Constant Contact account, you can certainly download Prospect Snap. It's a couple bucks. But if you are out at different conventions and conferences, you can immediately pull out your device and have people sign up for your newsletter and uh, gain some followers that way. Oh, I like that. Um, Sam, talk to us a little bit about where we can get a hold of you. Let's do a little round robin here.
1: I am available on Twitter at learningsliving, and on my blog is bethedistraction dot org. Jeff,
3: uh, you can find me at InstructionalTechTalk.com. com. Uh, links to my Facebook, Pinterest, all those great pages are on there. Uh, you can find me directly on Twitter at inst tech talk.
2: And John. You can find me on Twitter all the time, 24 hours a day at iPadSammy. I also, you can find me on the internet at ipadsammy.com. And I do want to say that I listen to instructional tech talk and I have completed the challenge and I have followed five people today uh, nice. on Twitter. So there we go. Nice.
3: Awesome. Yeah. Well, I think all of us can accomplish uh, challenge number two, which is participate in a Twitter chat. That one was just released yesterday. So. Um, you know, jump in. Oh, actually, today, today's still Sunday, isn't it? Yeah. So,
1: <laughs>
2: Super Bowl that.
3: Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday, yeah. Woo! Number and, two is participate in a Twitter chat.
0: And so, let's talk a little bit about where we can find information about this brand new podcast. We have a website called techeducatorpodcast.com, and right now um, it is forwarding to the TeacherCast podcasting site where we're going to be hosting all of the episodes until a time where we have enough to actually go out and create our own um, website together, and we are still trying to figure out a uh, Twitter address to go on. We've tried several. And uh, they're either too long or they're already taken. But I think we can, in keeping with Jeff's uh, number two for the week here, we can certainly use the hashtag Tech Educator, T-E-C-H-E-D-U-C-A-T-O-R. And I think that's going to be the common hashtag, excuse me, that we're using to uh, collaborate about this podcast. So keep us going. Tech Educator is the hashtag. And you can find out more information on techeducatorpodcast.com. My name is Jeff Bradbury. You can certainly find more information about the great stuff going on at TeacherCast over at TeacherCast.net. And follow me on Twitter at TeacherCast. And um, like I said at the top of the show, we are working on creating a great social network for all New Jersey educators on JerseyEducator.com. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the Tech Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff, and signing off for Jeff, Jeff, Sam, and John. Thank you so much, and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. And uh, we will be back this time next week. Thank you so much. Go Niners.
3: See you guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks.